Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. So as things kind of started to evolve, and I think that a lot of sellers became influencers in their own right, um, I did start to develop some tips and tricks and tactics that the more introverted seller can apply to their daily life. Um, And the first one I say, I think right now we were just talking Instagram Reels, Instagram Stories, TikTok, all this real-time content, video content, is so powerful. It's what all the algorithms are favoriting right now. Cassandra Craven, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. You are the face of Helium 10. You're actually the first woman to represent Helium 10 as well. Absolutely. Your charisma, your energy is contagious. My God, Joey. Oh my God, you're you're just giving me life. I love you so much right now. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. I am so excited that you're here and you're in our HQ. It's like a second home, really. So now you get to hang, the tequila room, content. It has been a phenomenal day getting the full tour of Helium 10 and completely behind the scenes. And shooting content with you, you and I are similar. We're both extroverts. And we very much right, <laughs> and your social media manager for life almost, and we'll dig into that in a little bit. But let's talk about Amazon brand owners who might be introverts. Um, that's actually a huge challenge that I faced when I started working for Helium Ten. Um, so to even you know, we were chatting a little bit before this. I worked in television and film and advertising, and those are very extroverted roles. And when I came to Helium 10, I thought, I'm going to apply all these mainstream tactics to this industry, to this business. And as I started to kind of roll out ideas, and also, you know, everything was so new at the time. And as I started to kind of roll out ideas, I'm like, yeah, we'll do uh, Instagram stories, and we'll do Day in the Life, and da-da-da. And then a lot of people I worked with at the time were like, yeah, they want to be behind the scenes. They don't want, you can't talk about their products. You can't talk about their business. Um, They don't want to share any tips or tricks because that could, you know, they could be giving it away to the competition. And so I was like, hmm, okay, well, that is a quandary now, isn't it? (laughs) So it was a huge challenge at first, definitely. That is a big challenge. And I can relate as an Amazon seller, especially when I was building my first brand, which, by the way, I'm actually not allowed to say what the product is that I sold because I sold it and I'm under the NDA and non-compete and all those things. I can tell you now I sell in the fertility space. But yeah, that is a really good point. People can be secretive, and so they don't want a lot of pictures. So then if you're an introvert and you're listening to this and you think, hey, it's 2023, my brand should be on social media, what's a couple tips you give an introvert? So as things kind of started to evolve, and I think that a lot of sellers became influencers in their own right, um, I did start to develop some tips and tricks and tactics that the more introverted seller can apply to their daily life. Um, And the first one I say, I think right now we were just talking Instagram Reels, Instagram Stories, TikTok. All this real-time content, video content is so powerful. It's what all the algorithms are favoriting right now. And you don't actually have to put your face in it. You don't actually have to be on camera. If you're not an on-camera person, you're not good at reading scripts or memorizing or whatever, just show things of things, things in your daily life, how you start your day, um, how your business can be impactful. You can show the product off. 
Um, really, you don't need to be that on-camera personality. I think that a lot of people think they have to. And there's so many other workarounds that you can still get in on these tactics and these algorithms to benefit your business, but not actually be that, hi, I'm so-and-so and this is my business. You know, you don't have to be that to succeed. That's a great point. That just reminded me because the my first brand, not the fertility one, I love representing that, but my first brand, I as a female was not the target audience. So I was not. So it wasn't even going to work even if you were on camera. Exactly. I wasn't the face of the brand, which I know is shocking because like I love the camera and I have no problem saying I like the camera. I like microphones. I like to talk. I'm loving all of this right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just admitting all of this, which I don't think is a bad thing to admit. But for that brand, I made sure that I positioned it properly and I wasn't the face of it. And I there wasn't a part of me actually that wanted to be the face of it because it would have felt fake because yeah. I wasn't the target. I loved marketing the product. Yep. So yeah, you're right. And as far as the world of social media today, I feel like there's a lot of influencer talk. I was th- as we were talking about this and you said you weren't the face, I thought there's another workaround. You can hire UGC content creators. You can hire influencers to build up the brand for you and aim it at your target audience. So exactly, I think great minds really think alike. Here. We do. And <laughs> and explain for the listeners who might not know what uh, UCG is. Uh, user-generated content. So that is all the organic content that people are snapping on their iPhones. They're just taking it at home. If you're selling like a coffee mug on Amazon, they're snapping a quick pick and saying, you know, morning brew and then tagging your content in it. Yes, that is a great first tip that any brand owner can do. And going back to what you were saying a couple minutes ago, behind the scenes, people like to know that because they want to connect with the brand. And even if you're like, hey, this is boring. We all drink coffee. I don't know. We all watch people drinking coffee reels. very fascinating about it. And I noticed a lot during, especially, you know, TikTok really just took off during the pandemic. And I remember getting so captivated because everyone became Um, They realized they either had to or they started to pivot to be their own business owner, entrepreneur. And I remember being really captivated at a girl who did um, swimwear. And she would do, this is how I package the swimwear. This is how I find the sizes. I unbox. I get the shipment. I unbox it. I da-da-da. And it seems so, you know, kind of daily mundane tasks. And I was like, oh, so fascinating. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, look how she puts that one in there. You know? It was just cool. It is cool. Yes. And I... Um, like to watch people fold things. Yes. I don't know why, but I was like, ooh, you fold like that? It's like, you, y'all should see me fold a fitted sheet. I just oh, crinkle so it into a ball and I throw it down. But I thought, you know what? That could be an interesting I've, reel. I've sucked in for two hours. Oh, yeah. The restock of clocks when you like are restocking shelves and stuff for products. I'll get, okay, see you in a couple hours because I'm watching all of these right now. I'll just Yes, and you can just plug your product into that. Exactly. You could actually have someone who already innately uses your product, Let's say it's salt shakers. They're already using your salt shakers. They love your product. You reach out to one of your customers, or maybe they already tagged you in some content organically, and you can ask them to do a restock video of them pouring the salt in the shakers, them pouring the um, the pepper in the shakers, and you know where they put it and how they place it, and then give that lifestyle imagery that people can relate to. And you never have to be in the camera. Right, you don't. <laughs> and th- it can be their hands yep. and have them do it. And it's becoming 
there's more and more services too that can help sellers. And I feel like 2023, like software and services are blowing up. So really any brand owner listening, you should have some social content and a social media plan because without that, you're not going to be playing. No, no, it's not, it's not an even playing field really. Like there's so much to gain and there's really nothing to lose. Um, you know, I say, if you take out, obviously, if you're paying influencers, yes, you're going to have to put a budget behind that, et cetera. But there's just so much awareness that can be brought to your brand and your product to generate revenue that, you know, get those conversions, get those clicks, um, get eyes on your product and make those sales that why not even give it a try? Why not just do a little A-B testing? Because I feel like entrepreneurs are so willing to do that in other areas of their business. But, you know, I think it's left brain, right brain sometimes too. Like I've met so many entrepreneurs who, again, start their own business. They know about PPC and all, you know, oh, an inventory and da, da, da. And then I'm like, yeah, you should take a really good photo. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm out. I don't know how to do that. Right, right. <laughs> I like, don't take photos. I'm like, you have a high quality iPhone. It's fine. Yes. You know? Yeah, you don't need all the fancy equipment. You really just need your iPhone. And yeah, you just brought up A-B testing. I need to do that on my stuff because I don't test enough. But did you do a test recently or do you have any insight? So I will give a shout out to um, our social media queen, TikTok queen, uh, Sydney Musin. She leads all of our TikTok, Instagram reels, all of our short form video content. And we were actually talking um, she, now she's 26 and I am 35 and she sent me a, a video that she had created a TikTok and it was one of our white water bottles, the helium 10 logo in a lifestyle setting. And then she put white text behind it. And I was like, this is great. And I was like, I can't really read it. And I'm like, or is it, is it hard to read? Is that just me? Am I old? And she goes, <laughs> not at 35. <laughs> she's like, you're so sweet. Um, she goes, yeah, I'm A-B testing it to see if this makes people watch longer or if they stay on our page longer to watch. And I was like, genius. Um, so absolutely smart. Absolutely genius. And 26. Like, to think of all that stuff and, like, how we get to, you know, test things and brand build and see what works and see these little hacks that we never would have thought of before. Yes, and even just following people who create simple reels. Yeah. That is another way just to have quick content in your pocket. Do you have go-to content if you're like, hey, I need to um, create something or advice for a go-to? So I think I do like to do a day in the life. I love to do like recap content because it's something you're probably doing anyway. Like we talk about going to a lot of trade shows um, or like you said, your day in your life. And you're kind of already panning around at a room or you're kind of panning around, oh, look at my cute little coffee setup, or look at my little desk setup, or whatever. It's stuff you're already innately doing or probably snapping that photo like, oh, let me show you, whatever. And I think that's a really easy go-to. And I think a lot of when you speak of hacks, and I think this is a light, a hack, a light hack, if you diet hack, is <laughs> um, you know, people would video content also seems intimidating, and people started putting photos into TikToks. So then you get the algorithm to be triggered as a video, which is what they're favoriting, but they're really just still photos in video format, like a slideshow. Right. So to make that, make a photo a video, are you just doing like the screen record? You could just snap your photos and then you put it in, upload them uh, to the back end of TikTok, and then it generates as a video. 
Oh, you don't even have to do anything. You don't even have to do anything. It just becomes a video. Y'all, this is why I only have 150 <laughs> followers on TikTok. So I got to I gotta work on my, my TikTok. My Instagram <laughs> is solid. No, exactly. Instagram, I'm... That's my passion. I love Instagram. I'm trying to get hip with the the Gen Zers, and but I'm just not a not a dancer. I can't get. I can't do the. I just. I always defer to robot. The robot. Whenever the TikTok dances okay, come you up, you do not. Yeah, you definitely do not have to be dancing. Um, See how intimidating it could be. It can be. Yeah, because you feel like you have to dance. I don't dance. Well, now I feel like I, I maybe I will because we just talked about we this. We can A-B test it. We'll A-B test if it, a reel gets better dancing or not. But you don't have to be the one even dancing in it. And um, so you and I both love Instagram. And yes. a lot of things are moving to TikTok. And I'm trying yes. to be on TikTok more. And Same. there's the YouTube shorts. Let's go back to you've been a social media manager for like 10 years? Uh, I think, God, like 11, 12 now, maybe? I say 10 because it's just a good round number. But yeah, I think we're getting up there. Right? I mean, that is some staying power because I was a social media manager for Callaway Golf when it was only Facebook and Twitter. Oh, yeah. This is, okay, I love that we're bringing these, like, side combos we had back. Um, yeah, mine was YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter were when I started, 2011. Um, and like I said, now we've got, you know, TikTok and Instagram, and I have, my team is under 30. They're 25, 26 years old. And like we said, back in my day, right. I only had three social media channels to work with, you yeah. know? And it was so easy. All we were doing was, like, linking out to a blog or here's this YouTube video. And that was, like, it. True. Yes. Like some heavily filtered, if you did, once you got into Instagram, the heavily filtered photos that had all those presets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was like, well, because Instagram launched in like 2010. And we're like, well, we're not sure if this is sticking around, but we're all just going to try it. Oh, yeah. When you heard people like, I'm like, oh, what's what's Instagram? Like that's, am I dating? I'm definitely dating myself. But. I know, and it's it's just interesting, like, what platforms stuck. Yeah. Um, we won't go down the rabbit hole of old platforms, but I'm sure hopefully people listening remember, like, MySpace and Friendster. And oh, yeah, Vine. Vine. The, I think the original TikTok, if you will. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You're listening to the Fearless Sellers, the women of Amazon podcast. If you like what you're hearing, click the subscribe button. We have new content coming out all the time, and you don't want to miss out. So... For, um, let's call it community, right? So if a brand is building community, which immediately listeners might be thinking of, well, I only have four followers or I only have five followers. Um, One, do followers matter so much as they did? And two... Let's talk about the algorithm and the reach with building community. Okay, so love these questions. Um, definitely, I think follower count will always be important just from a vanity standpoint. True. There's always something that lends credibility to, oh, even this person has 100, 200, 500, obviously 5 million lends a lot of credibility. Um, it's just kind of like seeing the popular person, you know, in school or something. It's just you kind of just naturally think, yes, 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 must must follow. There's just something to it. Um, what I firmly do believe, though, is even if you have a smaller, smaller follower count, um, that's a more trusted community and a more connected community. So people are, they probably know you on a personal level. 
They probably met you in person. They probably trust your opinion on products or brands or whatever you're putting out there. So I don't dismiss micro followers, I think, or micro influencers, if you will. I think they definitely have a stake in the game that is actually very important for Amazon sellers, e-commerce sellers, that they can actually leverage them as well. And I know there was more to that question too, so we can we can bounce this off. Yeah, well, on the micro-influencers, one, that is a great way to help you grow your following. And I think micro-influencers are great for uh, baby products oh, yeah. or pet products. And when, we, when I hear micro-influencers, uh, I'm thinking their following is like 10,000. Yeah, it can actually be, I mean, it could be 500. And I think if that's 500 more eyes on your product, though, if that's 500 people who trust this person True. who vouches for your product. And I think we lose a little bit with social media, but imagine, again, you go to a trade show, and if 500 people signed up or said, no, you got to go, you know, you got to go sign up for this business, it would be a completely different mindset. So I definitely think uh, don't discount influencers with smaller following because I think there's a more ingrained community there. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, 500 people who see your product. And especially in a lot of Amazon selling categories, everybody wants to know what their friends are buying and yep. what this mom is using. Or oh, yeah. And like you said, and trusted. Trusted. You're like, oh, so-and-so uses it. Okay, she likes it. I'm going to go buy it. And I think that's how a lot of people buy products on Amazon in general. Yes. Yeah, that is. Re referrals, I mean, that's what the reviews are all about. Yep. You want to have your good reviews. And as far as putting together this content, and so you're a brand owner, you did your day in the life, you put it on Instagram, maybe TikTok, YouTube Shorts. What advice do you have about worrying about the views? Like like if you got into the algorithm and you got uh, five views or you got 5,000 views. Well, can I ask, have you ever gone viral, like on TikTok? Have um, you had like a crazy moment? I have a really funny one that I went viral with, and it's my friend. I videoed her sliding down a slide, and she <laughs> bops like at the, she totally like bops from the end of the slide into me. Oh my gosh! And you can see her like face. Yeah, it's it was hilarious. So that did go. Um, yeah, I think that one got like fifty thousand views yeah, in like same. two days. Okay, so I've had it happen to me, and it's never. I feel like it's never over anything that you think will go viral, <laughs> well, or that you want to go viral. Well, I didn't want it to go viral because it has nothing to do with <laughs> me business. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, and it was like, mine was, um, it was mid-pandemic, and I started rewatching a lot of, like, 90s shows. Clarissa Explains It All. Do you remember totally, that? Totally, yes. And I, there was something where they said, and it was very, like, foreshadowing of the pandemic, and I was like, oh, I just recorded off the screen. Terrible quality. And it just, I was like, I saw it, I recorded it, I posted it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God. You're what like, is happening? <laughs> and so that's a crazy moment. That's addicting, I would almost say. And the couple other people that I'm thinking of, Sydney has gone viral a couple times. One of our brand managers at Helium 10, she does um, like a foodie TikTok. She went viral. And like she even did like the impersonation. I was just like, look at all this. You know, it's addicting to see yes. that. And so I think that's something you can't always, it's not always going to happen. You know, it's definitely going to be hit or miss. It's all kind of by luck of the algorithm and things of that nature. Um, so... Don't set it to those expectations. I do think viewership is important. I think that's where you go back to A-B testing of when you see your count either incredibly low or incredibly high from the average, I think that's when you got to go back and say, 
okay, was it about the content? Did I do something different? Was it the way I uploaded? Was it the content type? Was it the time of day? So you really have to go back and look that for, for viewership. I do think viewership is important. Um, and I think when you see those differentiating angles, you can go back and look and see what worked and what didn't. That's good advice. Yeah, always test, always see what worked. And actually, if something didn't work, you can try again. Yes. Would Would you recommend deleting it? I've heard different theories. Um, so Sydney had said that TikTok like almost like dings you if you delete it. Like it's better to re-upload and just keep it and then or like or change something slightly off about it. So maybe shave it down by another like second or something, oh. make it a little different. Right. Um, just to kind of see if you can hack that algorithm. But I guess for a while, and I don't know, this may have changed. I'll have to fact check. Um, but there was it was if you were deleting the content, it was almost uh, pushing you down in the algorithm to where you weren't getting. So when you did have content that came out, you were almost like labeled a you know a deleter or something. <laughs> so yeah, I could see you know. that. I mean, the algorithm—it's very similar to selling on Amazon. Like you have to please the algorithm, and now you're yeah. trying to please all of these algorithms on Instagram and Pinterest and Google My Business. And I'm sure I'm overwhelming everybody just by listing I, I, them. It's once we once you do start to put it out there, you're like, oh my God, there is so much to tackle with. You know? And maybe it's that you just start with one vertical, like why you and I both like Instagram. Like I feel yeah. like I understand Instagram, but I do need to get better on TikTok. And maybe that's like my next plan. I think um, you're definitely positioned to be a, the next viral TikTok star from the content I've seen. So <laughs> I just need to get my dance moves in there. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I, and also with that point, I do also recommend to people that when they are starting to integrate social media into their business, do what you gravitate towards. Do what you like because there are a lot of platforms that I don't really care for, and I work in social media. And if you're if you don't like the platform, you're not gonna work it. You're not gonna leverage it. You don't because you don't like it. People True. Who wants to spend their all day on something they don't care about, you know? So definitely go for what you're passionate. And what about growing brands that don't have a full team to help them out? So, I mean, really, I just, I'm very lucky to have a team now. And, you know, obviously we have a full marketing team here at Helium 10 and PacView. But I was a, pretty much a one-woman show for quite some time. And especially when I started out in social media, again, 2011, they didn't, I'm fairly certain half my bosses did not even know what I did or half the people at my job. Um, in fact, one girl actually came up to me and she's like, oh, you're just like always on Facebook. Do you ever work? And I'm like, that's my job. Um, so when I say, <laughs> that's just a fun little anecdote. I know. But um, I was a one woman, woman would show. Like I would just go out, make the content myself, edit it down, you know, clean up the photos. It was all stuff you do in free apps. And then you produce it and put it out there on social media. Now I know that this is a much broader conversation, obviously, with um, ChatGPT. You can plug in copy and just have that spit it out for you. If you're just working and doing this solo, obviously VAs. There's a lot of services out there to help you. Um, or even hiring. I'm a huge advocate of, like, hire a college kid. Hire someone who wants an internship. You're a certified business. Hire someone who knows this and wants to do it. And whether they're getting credit for it or in exchange for pay or whatever, maybe there's so many people that, you know, it's just, it's like a, it's like breathing. It's second nature. Yes. And it has become second nature. And anybody 
building a brand on Amazon, listening, it is, we're calling it second nature because it's kind of just part of your business and you need to be doing it. So if you don't at least have a business Instagram, Facebook page, what else? Oh my God. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Okay. Set those up. <laughs> set those all, all up. Of them, all of them. <laughs> and, and then it's the way you use it too. Um, May I, may I also squeeze in one other thing since we're on this? Of course. You recently interviewed Melissa Burdick, uh, the president of PacView. Yes. And she is such a strong business leader, business-minded, knows how to scale her business. And one thing that I personally get along with her and professionally is that she is so enthusiastic about social media content. She loves a sizzle reel. She loves seeing, seeing the dances. She loves the photos that people take at events. And I really think for somebody to embrace it, and she's also not yes. totally, she's not out there doing TikTok dances, but she loves to see, she knows how powerful it is. And I think that's a really great example of somebody who maybe doesn't, you know, they're not dancing themselves, maybe they're not producing the same content as, you know, a social media manager would, but they see the value. And I think that's what a good takeaway is for other entrepreneurs. And it is, and it is hard work, and it is obviously a full-time job. I mean, it's a degree that you can now get oh, yeah. like exactly. in school. So it is it is a good advice to say, appreciate it. And if you have people doing social for you, you should appreciate it. And along those lines of it is a job and it is um, almost where you have to bring your personality. Right. Like for you, especially with Helium 10 and PacView, I mean, you're, you're on. It's... I think that a lot of people, and this is not first, think that we just have a lot of fun. And it is, hands down, would not trade my job for anything. I love what I do. I love working with people. We're extroverted, as we mentioned. But people don't know what goes into all the behind the scenes or having to be on and, you know, really maintaining kind of that personality. It's like you want people to kind of get what they came for. You know, if you're bubbly on Instagram and TikTok, when they meet you, you want to bring that to life. Yes. You know, yes. and it's not just an online persona. So there's so much that goes into it on the back end that I think people, if you're not doing it, they don't even know. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it does look like, oh, this kind of magically came together. And I am still impressed that you've been doing this for, you know, 11, 12 years. That is like staying power. I, after I did Callaway's golf social media, I was burnt out. And I stayed in the digital marketing and I geeked out on algorithms. And I love everything to do with algorithms. Um, going back to the job part of brands having to create and post, what about um, like a content calendar? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely needed. Um, I always recommend, okay, so Sprout Social is what I've used early on in my career and which I've brought to Helium 10 and PacView. We currently use it now. And what I love about that, it's kind of an all-in-one in that you can have all of your content, you're, it's ready to post, you have your copy, the creative, time you're going to post, when it's going out, etc. You can build that out three days in advance, six months in advance, a year in advance if you want to. And when things are scheduled through that platform, you can actually see all the analytics come back as well. So how it performed, what the trajectory is, how the algorithm is favoriting it, et cetera. So definitely want to plan your content out. Um, I think there's always going to be an element of unknown because even right now, 
we have no idea what might happen or a funny moment we want to share or something that you're going to want to post in the in real time, especially if you're at trade shows, etc. But plan out your content so that you can have better in in real time moments. Yes, and then what about like actually? So that's a really good tip on scheduling. What about the actual content? So I'm thinking back um, when I was first on my digital marketing, I'm thinking back like 10 years ago, but I would do things like, okay, it's Monday. We're doing motivation. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I'm now having, I'm having flashbacks. Right. Because it's always the first, I think it's a great, I still stand by that. If you're starting Okay. Okay. Because it's a really great way to get you going. It's kind of like that first step. And then once you get a handle on that, you can grow and evolve into other things. And maybe you don't need to be as, you know, tip Tuesday and what do you know Wednesday and, you know, fun Friday. Like you just kind of start to, because I, yeah, I remember that very vividly. Yeah. Um, but it's a good little tactic, if you're, especially if this isn't something that you, if you're not a social media person, if it's not something you like to do, this is a great way to start getting the content going. Yeah, so that is a really good tip. Just start with... Um, a rhyming day of the week. Yeah, rhyming day of the <laughs> Motivation week. Motivation Monday, Tip Tuesday. For for Amazon, <laughs> it could be Tacos Tuesday, right? Oh, we do have a Tacos for, Tuesday. For your, we have your, a Walmart Wednesday as well. Um, so see, we still keep it going. We've just transformed it into uh, the Amazon e-commerce space. I know, and I do the same with this podcast. I have my fearless... Fridays, basically, 15 minutes of fearless. I very much believe in alliteration. I think I think it's a big standpoint yes. for marketing. And it helps you stay on your calendar, and yes. then it helps you use tools to schedule. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're getting into the weeds, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this podcast is because it's making social media – the community is professional and necessary for your brand, but it's breaking it down to simple, simple steps that all brands should be doing. And going on to the, the community sides of it, anybody listening right now getting started or maybe they are growing a community, do you have any best practices? So keeping it real, you have to keep it real when growing a community. I think especially especially in the e-commerce entrepreneur space, everyone is a business owner. There is no BSing them. True. Um, which is not to say something you can get away working on more mainstream, but you're playing to a different audience. You're playing to a different mindset. You know, when you're hyping up a movie or a television show or whatever it may be, you know, or advertising campaign. Um, so growing a community in the e-commerce space in general, you want to be very authentic. You want to be real um, about successes and and failures. I think that's what humanizes people. You know, you don't if something doesn't work, you want to cop to it. And we also do that even just at Helium Ten. Um, I'm sure I'm sure many people have uh, come to our customer service about one thing or another throughout their duration as a member. But we keep it real. We don't try to sugarcoat it. We say. Fully aware, you're right, let's look into it. We're not going to say, my goodness, that's shocking and probably wrong. (laughs) I was right. Yes. You know, you want to keep it real. You do want to keep it real. And there's also that forgiving part of it. Like if I was so wrapped up in, oh, I don't look good in that video or, um, you know, I'm in this video. I'm having a flashback to Jamie and I doing a video outside of – Billion Dollar Seller Summit, BDSS, 
And the camera, I don't know what happened, who was filming it, Jamie or I, but we moved the camera really quickly. And then I was like half cut off. And then there was an adjustment and then Jamie was half cut off. But we kept talking. And I was so critical of that reel that I was like, are we going to post that? And we posted it and it got like, I don't know, 10,000 views. And Jamie will still be like, hey, remember that one where you were like, you don't like it? (laughs) Then I had to realize I just need to be forgiving on on it. Just post it anyway. It's, It's humanizing. Yes. And what do you do if you get a rude comment? I'll answer this question too, but I want to ask you this. Um... First of all, people think we're uh, a robot. We're a spam. We're like a spam bot behind there. So it really disarms them when you first say like, "Hi, Joey. Like, thanks for reaching out. I'm Cassandra. How can I help you? Let me look into that." Because I think people come in ready to fight, and then yes. once they actually realize that you're going to listen to them and take them seriously, they're like, "Oh, oh, you want to help me?" So right there, that breaks down a barrier. Um, and again, like if they're right, I mean. Maybe the comment was phrased in a manner that wasn't ideal. Yeah. But if something's broken and they're right, they have every, you know, every right to be mad about it. Um, so we really play into, you know, hey, you called it out. We're not sugarcoating it. There's a problem here. Let's fix it. And what can we do to, you know, uh, rectify this? Exactly. You have to treat it like a customer service channel. Oh, yeah. We are, we're an extension of many, of many arms in marketing. Yes, <laughs> it is. And you need to get back to them. Yep. As soon as possible. Oh, yeah. If you leave people hanging, they will get in, uh, increasingly more angry. And, and they might <laughs> leave a bad review. Yes. So if you have a channel, social media channel set up, you have to be monitoring it. And you can set alerts and know, but yep. pay attention to it. And comments just come. I, I'll i get, um, like I think I got a weird one on my YouTube shorts. So I was like, YouTube. oh, it looks like she has one arm. It's like... <laughs> How do you respond to that? I just, I gave, well, I wanted to be like, you don't need arms to sell on Amazon. (laughs) Like my topic is selling on Amazon. Sometimes I want to diffuse the distraction or I'm like presenting live on a Zoom and people will be like, how old are you? Oh yeah. I feel like lives always elicit the most random questions. Um, I've had a, probably 15 marriage proposals. I'm pretty sure. Wow. <laughs> Nobody's During a, and I don't really know how to respond to that. It's always yes. <laughs> it's always yes. I'm sure. <laughs> Waiting for me. Just put the ring on it. <laughs> Nobody's ever proposed to me. Actually, my five-year-old asked me to marry him the other day. That's adorable. I, I know. That. He was so sweet. Oh, I best. said yes. Good. Um, yeah. Let's touch on the live. That's a good topic. So you do Instagram lives. I do. I've done one or two Instagram lives. Um, What's the benefit of those? So what I love about Instagram lives is it's more casual than a prepared webinar. I think there's something that feels very produced when it's like, you know, join us on our webinar at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Right. We're going to go over this demo, da, da, da. Whereas an Instagram live is more casual. It's usually a lot shorter. um, And you feel a direct connection to the people who are actually hosting it. So you can jump in the comments. They're seeing you. A lot of celebrities take this approach. And there's also the opportunity of inviting you on camera as well. So maybe you had a question for someone or you want to learn about their business or whatever it may be. You actually have more of a one-on-one connection to them than being just another attendee in a webinar. I love that. That inspires me to do more lives. And the lives 
don't have to be very long. Not at all. I, I, I think people prefer them to be shorter because you're probably just scrolling anyways. You know, you're on the, the dead scroll and, you know, the endless scrolling loop. And then you see that your favorite celebrity or an entrepreneur you know or a business owner yes. is going live. And you're kind of like, oh, look, let me see what they're talking about. And you probably stumble into it, but then it gets interesting. And I've had that many, you know, whether I'm actually hosting a live or, um, you know, you start to see people who join, et cetera, on the back end. Or just me as a consumer, um, again, just floating through TikTok or something. And I'm like, oh, what? what is this? Yeah, Talking you're about live. a Shein, you know, uh, fashion haul. And I'm like, suddenly I'm watching some random influencer try on 30 outfits for her batch party. Definitely. Or you can just go live for two minutes yeah. and show what you're doing at work. Yeah, definitely. People are into it. They want to see and you can save it. And then it becomes ever, evergreen content. True. It yeah. Just go, it can either just go away if you don't like it, it's gone. Or you can save it and repurpose it. I love that. Yes. Now I'm thinking back to so many times I could have gone live. Um, I often will order when I have um, products, like a new product that I'm going to launch, I will ship the first order to my house. And I mean, y'all know I'm like type A, right? So it's like I ship, uh, I'm not going to ship like 2,000 units, but I'll ship like um, 250 units and I'll go through the process of checking them and Doing the labels and then I'll pack and ship that to Amazon. I could just go live. Oh, yeah. And tell people what I'm doing. Absolutely. And it's also beneficial because then every time somebody has a new product and they want to be as, um, you know, controlling and type A as me, they'll just see me do it. Yeah. It's a thing. And I think people are just fascinated. People just, we're in this, this is the mentality. This is the world we live in. People just want to see what, what other people are up to, what you're doing. I think that's why ring cameras are also so popular now. Like, people just like to know, like, what went on at 2 a.m.? Well, who walked by my door? I have six ring cameras. I you have must one. Have a lot of good content. I have it. It's like my kids' playroom, my downstairs. <laughs> I can watch my dog all day it's long. Fascinating. Exactly. There's just something about it. I mean, that's true. security, but then also, I think that's why they've gone so, those videos go viral all the time, all the random happenings that go on. I mean, that's another thing. You can even set up a ring camera at your business and show clips of, I like, would throughout watch the that. day. Uh, we should have one here in Helium 10. Yeah, okay, well, idea. <laughs> we'll set one up. You're welcome, Helium 10. You can, then we'll give everyone access codes and they can just watch us. It'll be like a reality show. Yes, I want to be able to watch. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we're going to be setting up the Helium 10 um, feed. Perfect. Yeah, love li it. live stream, yes. Live stream. Okay, well, I hope everybody has gotten some really great content ideas and we've broken down the barriers of being intimidated to get out there on social media. Before we say goodbye, yes. is there anything you would like to share that we have not covered? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would say my final thought is get out there. No risk, no reward. If you don't try, you never know. It's something I've kind of brought into my personal life, my professional life, is if you don't try and do it, then the answer's already no, and you you have no recourse there at all. But if you give it a shot, you never know what can happen, and it can end up being something really incredible for yourself, for your business, for your brand, for your product. You have no idea what's going to happen. So giving it a shot, giving it a try, whether it's you producing content, whether you're hiring someone to do it, whatever it may be, just try it. See what happens. Why not? I love that. It is a fearless approach to social media. Cassandra, until next time. Love it. Stay fearless. I will. You're amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yay. Okay. That one was awesome. 
Um, you are so good. Really? Was yes, it fun? You were okay, so good. good. Oh, good. Well, we have 15 minutes left. Oh, more. my God. So should we stop it or will he just edit it? He'll just it? cut it. He'll just cut he'll it. He'll just down. cut it yeah. the last 15. Okay. He'll probably be able to send you the whole thing and then he'll um, send it to separate files. I want to do content planning, scheduling. I'm trying to think like, so I want to, maybe I want it to be five tips that we're going to go over okay. for our 15 minutes. Maybe it should be. Okay, I know. Maybe we should write it out. Let's do five. We're going to do it together so it's not like pressure. Let's do five (laughs) tips on um, what brands need to do now for social media content. Okay. Um, Let's, like, how about we do some basics? Like, I think content calendar. Okay. So we're going to do, okay, so that'll be first. Set up a content calendar. Yeah, like, what do you want to post when and why and where? When, why, where. Okay. I would say Canva. I would say they should have Canva. On get, here? Get a free Canva account. Because how can And you, that goes under content I would even put, No, I just put it in number two. Okay. I'd be like, set up a Canva account. Because um, then you can produce your own content. You can create your own graphics. Yeah, easy. It's low barrier. Oh, AI I'll is give integrated on that in it. one, I'll give my, my Twitter tip. Perfect. Okay. My tweet tip. Okay. Um, content, and then what was the scheduling one? Yeah. Schedule, and you use Sprout? Yes. I use um, Social Vistas. What's it called, Sprout? Yeah, um, Sprout Social. Social, okay. Social Vistas, I haven't, I've heard of that, but I've never used it. Sure it's the same. I mean, I'm not like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) So I'm not worried. I don't care who we say. (laughs) I have no affiliate with them. I know. (laughs) I've tried. I should have an affiliate with Sprout Social. I've plugged them for like 10 years. (laughs) I know, right? Um, I'm just putting that note. Okay, and then schedule, and then um, I would say start producing short form videos. I think that's what you know. That's where we're going. And test them. Yeah. Okay. The last one is just do it like Nike. I'm just kidding. I don't. I I do feel like it needs to be some sort of mantra like that though, more than like. Yes. Um. um Maybe the last one is like take it seriously. Like this isn't going away. Uh, oh yeah, and get out there. Oh, I it. like okay, that. Let's do that. Yeah, if you think this is just a phase at this point. Oh my gosh, people were so mean to me when I was like. I'm sure they were to you too. Oh, you have no idea. I'm like, fairly certain some people. Like I said, I'm people. If people who don't know or it's not part of them or they didn't grow up with it and things like that. Like yeah, there's so much like. What is the value? They don't really understand. Right. It's totally. Okay, cool. Let's jump in. Cool. Um, I have to time this, though, because I don't want to. Okay. I have 120. What do you have? 120? What are you Am I too fast? What are you at? 113. Doesn't it? Oh, because you don't have, you have like a fancy Oh, yeah, I have an older one. (laughs) So it just syncs with my iPhone. Oh, that makes sense. This is also five minutes faster, too. So that you're Um, always on time. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, so content calendar... Yeah, we'll just keep it here cool. so you can look down. Okay. Yeah, don't worry about, like... Because you can right. cut it and edit. Yeah, so okay. this will be, um, like, I'm the host, but it'll be, like, we're doing a podcast cool. together. Okay. Okay. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fearless. I have brought on Cassandra Craven, the social media and the face of Helium 10... 
my gosh, I love you so much when you say that. <laughs> I love it. You are the best. I am so excited to be here. This is the best energy I've had on a podcast, I think, ever. Well, we're going to dig into energy today because we are talking about social media and five tips that brand owners need to start doing today. Love it. Should we dive in? Let's dive in. So what is your first tip? So I would say developing a content calendar. you got to plot out what you're going to do. This is just like any itinerary before a big trip. Whatever you're doing, put that same mindset into your content creation and plot out what you want to post, when you want to post it, where, and why. You want to know why you're doing it as a background to all this content creation. And let's just throw out some ideas. So one easy thing to do is our rhyming days, right? Like Motivation Monday. We both have a social media background um, where we kicked off. And I think early, early day social media when you're getting started, yeah, definitely having a theme to the day can really help you build that content around. And it kind of, you know, puts it in some buckets, some parameters so that it's a little bit easier, especially if this isn't something that is part of your normal process or something that you, you know, do on a daily basis. Yes, I love that. So what are a little bit, um, I'll call my tip, that was like basic, right? Motivation Monday, fun Friday, uh, wind down Wednesday. But but beyond the basics, what's other? Um... Well, we talked about elevating, especially for the Amazon Entrepreneur Tacos Tuesday. Um, maybe if you sell on Walmart, Walmart Wednesday. So you can actually gear those towards more specific um, approaches in your content that are geared for your professional business. Um, but then I think you can take it a step further and really plot it out against holidays. Yes. Um, and key dates within, especially our industry. If we're heading to a trade show like Prosper or Prime Days coming up, you can start to look at the content that you're producing and say, how will this lay out leading up to X day? Yes, that reminds me with my brand that Father's Day was my Super Bowl. And that content in all of June, Dads and Grads. Yep. You can plan that out like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to have some type of Father's Day. Yep. And you put that on your content calendar and you produce that the weeks before you want to actually post it so that you're not scrambling. That's the whole point of the calendar is it's not last minute and you're not sitting there thinking, oh, what should I post today? Yeah. And then you've, you've missed a window of time. You've missed an optimal posting time. Exactly. You want to make sure you're ready to go. And also, if you are a busy entrepreneur and you're not posting natively or in real time, you want to set it and forget it. You want to hit schedule. You want to know what's going out. And maybe the most you have to do is check that, you know, there wasn't a glitch in the matrix and it went out perfectly as planned. Yeah. And I think that brings us to our next tip, scheduling, as you just brought that up. So let's add that to, as tip number two. Uh, what what are your secrets to scheduling? So definitely you want to plot it out similar to having the content calendar, but you want to make sure that you're captivating your audience, your target audience, when, when they're awake and when they're online. So this can get tricky, especially if you have an international-based audience, or maybe you want to think if you have a product geared towards moms, they're probably busy in the morning, so they're probably not on social media. Maybe mid-afternoon, if they're a stay-at-home mom, maybe they're scrolling through social a little more, or they maybe have a lunch break in between work and things of that nature. So you want to look at your target audience, and when they're online, you can also look at the back-end analytics, even natively within the free apps, to see when the best posting times are. Yes, use the tools available to you. And they're free. 
Yes, free tools. <laughs> we like free 99. Yes. I love that. Um, I use Social Vista to post, but I think it used to be Hootsuite. Oh, yeah. And okay, so I use Sprout Social, which is like the next, you know, like right to it if you want to like put some more bells and whistles behind it. So very similar algorithms, very similar background. Um, really, a lot of these products are interchangeable. We were talking there. Yeah. They're very similar. Once you kind of learn one, they're pretty much the same, but a little different. Um, and the benefits there are you can house all your content in one place and then get the metrics of how it performed after the fact. And you can also go back and see year over year, month over month, quarter over quarter, how well does this content perform in the longevity? I think that's really good advice because I should go back and look at my content to see where I was in the oh, yeah. past to now. So yeah, I really like that tip. I'm learning stuff too. Perfect. Look at that. Um, getting into another tip on creating the content. What um, what do you have for us for that? Canva. Canva, baby. Get yourself a free Canva account, um, especially now. And I know it's a hot topic, AI. Um, the tools themselves that are available within Canva are so easy to begin with. It's plug and play. There's templates available. You put your own photos in, your own copy, et cetera. Your, um, your font that's your branded font can be um, input in there. And now there's AI. You can literally say, make me a photo of a plant and it will spit it out. How much easier can you possibly ask for? Yes, I love Canva. I make all my logos. I made the Fearless Sellers podcast logo in Canva. And I think I eventually ended up with a pro account. But you, there's so many free oh, yeah. templates in there and so many templates. I agree. I built onto the pro account as well for Helium 10 and PackView. But even if you just have the free service, you're golden, honestly. For where you're starting out your business, you're probably at a really good place with it. Yes, and you can even do those text posts where you're just totally. Motivation Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, uh, they've got it ready for you, definitely. Um, and you can actually type that in. Just say Motivation Monday, and then something relevant comes in. You plug in your brand colors, your brand font, and now you've got you know a week's worth, a month's worth of content to produce, already produced and ready to go. Yeah, that is a good secret weapon is Canva. Something else I like to do is... On my Twitter, I like the background to be black. So I'll go in my phone and I'll switch to dark mode. And then I go to Twitter and I write my tweet that could, along the same lines, be like Motivation Monday, like my tweet. And you can even, in the tweet, hashtag it Motivation Monday. So everybody's like, oh, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Monday and we're being motivated. And (laughs) You You motivate me every day of the week, just so you know. (laughs) And you screenshot it. I love that. And then when it's in your photos, you just crop it out to fit the size that if you're going to do a post on Instagram, you can either, I don't know if the square is in anymore, but you size it and then just put it on Instagram. And if you want to turn it into a video, you can do the screen record. Yep. And just show the video for, I'll do like five to seven seconds, and then save it and upload it. This is such a good hack. And the reason why also celebrities love to do this, I think it's a great thing to do, because it's like a personal connection. They know you wrote it, it's your thought, and Twitter's already inherently had like a very personal connection and like connecting celebrities to audiences, et cetera. Um, This is just another way to get that awareness out there and expand it. So what, yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah, Love use it. my Twitter hack. I'm glad you approved it. Love it. And what about 
video. Is that a good tip? So you were just mentioning that you could screen record even the tweet itself and then put it out there. Uh, we talked about a lot of uh, video content being kind of intimidating. You do not have to be a videographer to get the uh -huh. algorithm to favor your video content. It is definitely something you want to start working with now, even if you're turning your photos into like a slideshow, um, because that's where the algorithm is going and what they're favoriting. So if you want to be seen, you got to get in on the video content. And so how do you turn your still photos into video? Is that, I do that inside Instagram. Yeah, you can do it either inside Instagram. You could upload your – I do – I put it on the story, let it go, and then download the full story, and then that's a full video right there. That's one option. I think you probably do it a different way. I Yeah, I, I do do it a different way. How do you do it? So I will go into create a reel, and I'll add a bunch of photos. And then you can put transitions – and then you can, I like to mess with like my first photo because it's the very first photo. It's the eye-catching one. I leave it for maybe a second and a half. Smart. And my next photo will be for like 30 or like, sorry, like 0.3. So it's just this flash. And then I'll do the different lengths and I'll put music to it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's so many different ways to turn your photos into. Into video. Into videos. And then give me another tip on figuring out for your brand, what the right length of video is. So there's definitely some differing opinions here. I think you want to make sure that when you're actually posting a video, you have really quick cuts because you want to get the most, like you want people to watch it again. You want people to see it. You, I like when you said that flash because you're like, wait, what was that? What are they doing? You know, where are they at? Are they in the Bahamas? And you know, you want to see what's yes. going on. Um, currently, according to my TikTok expert at Helium 10 Impact Views, Sydney, uh, TikTok is currently favoring three-minute videos or more. Crazy. So it's the longer the video, you want to make sure you're getting into details because people are hanging in there longer to watch them. Now, when we first, I would say pandemic, it was 15 to 60 seconds. Now it's gone up to three. Yes, and I do 30 seconds to a minute, and I was feeling like it's too long. So now I got to go test three minutes. I tested, I would say my personal, when I do personal reels, probably around a minute, um, Depending for Helium 10 on the content itself, it could either be 30 seconds is usually our sweet spot. And if we need to go a little above or beyond that, we work around it. So, but yeah, I would try to say, I would say 30 seconds to a minute is a pretty ideal timeline. Um, but if you have the capacity to do a longer video and test it or a really short video and test it, see what's out there. Yes. And for Helium 10, if it was just a quick demo of like the black box or Cerebro or Frankenstein, I would watch three minutes of a quick demo yeah. of that. It's like, really quick. It's in your phone. You're not doing, maybe you're at the DMV waiting to, you know, yeah. wait in the line. Why not? Yes. All right. Well, so we've gotten four tips. We did content calendar. We talked about scheduling. We've talked about Canva and, and videos. So what is your final and best tip? Now, this is a co-branded tip. I'll say we curated this together, and it is take it seriously. Yes. Social media is not going anywhere. It is not a trend. It is not a fad. Um, I think, and this is something I will speak on personally, I think a lot of people still question, what is the value? What is the ROI? Good point. And maybe there isn't a direct ROI if you're not doing a PPC spend. Maybe there isn't an inherent correlation that you can easily draw point A to point B to. It is a driver to get you to point B. It is a driver for your sales. It is awareness. It is brand building. It contributes to your ultimate goal. 
And that's what I think you need to look. That is how you should view social media and why it is valuable to your business at all stages. Small business, enterprise, mainstream media, everyone's doing it. Take it seriously. You do. You have to take it. very enraged and passionate. Exactly. The passion. (laughs) I feel the passion. Well, and the passion for you comes from being a social media manager for like 12 years. Yes. It's everywhere. If my philosophy always used to be, especially coming from film and television, if you're telling me it's good enough for MGM and IMAX and Fox, it is definitely good for your business that they do not just spend money or do things, you know, for these big box office uh, movies and film, etc. There's a reason they're doing it. And there's a reason that it hasn't gone away. So you definitely want to make sure you're applying it to your business. Yes, that is a great point. Why would you snub it if it's good enough for all these big brands? Okay, give me something tangible. What platform should a brand start with? I would say, so I think Facebook will always be big for the Amazon, e-commerce, Walmart seller. I think that's currently not going away. The Facebook groups are definitely a very unique um, element within this community and this industry. I personally love Instagram. I'm very passionate about this. I think it's a very low barrier to entry. And if you are already on a Facebook, you can sync the two. So you're doubling up on content on cross platforms. I do think from a younger standpoint, more cutting edge, TikTok. You gotta get on TikTok. Cause I think that's where the trends originate. Uh, memes, just sounds, music, everything. It all comes from TikTok. And if you wanna be on point and relevant, that's where you have to be. Yes, that's a really good point. And I have my fertility brand and it's not on TikTok. And I have Let's other social. But yeah, Let's now get I'm, it on there. I'm gonna get get it set up on TikTok. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure diving into these top five tips for getting brands started, rolling, building, scaling on social media. And until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon, or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless. Fearless.